to a special Thursday edition of the Top Rope Report here on Facebook Live, Google Podcast, Spotify, TalkShoe, and Anchor. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia. And joining me every week as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugster Greg. Greg, what's happening? Uh, not much. Would you forget where you were, what you're doing? And... The little stutter there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, we'll be talking a little bit Monday Night Raw. We'll be discussing uh, the upcoming premium live event, which will be WrestleMania Backlash. But uh, let me get let me get your opinion on Monday Night Raw. What'd you think? Well, I mean, it was Monday Night Raw. It was a little bit better than the previous shows, I believe. Uh, oh yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I, I just don't know. I mean, usually we, you're, you're confusing sometimes. Oh. Because I mean, do you want my opinion on Raw now, or do you want me to give you my opinion on Raw after we go through matches, or? Just, it's, you know, well, you, can, you never do it the same way twice. Well, you can give me your opinion on Raw afterwards, but I was just wondering what you thought of it. I mean, but we'll go over well, it. There's no sense in me giving it to you after, but I'm giving it to you now. All right, we'll go over it. We'll, I'll get your opinion on Monday Night Raw after we go over the matches. Be a lot, be a lot easier and a lot better that way. A little bit. But, uh. Yeah, WrestleMania backlash coming up in I believe uh, three weeks. I think it is right. Or two. I think so. Two weeks, three weeks. Yeah, two and a half, three weeks, something like that. Yeah. So hopefully that'll be a a good premium live event. Not used to saying that. Used to saying pay per view, but uh, right. I mean, yeah, really, it's on Mother's Day. Yeah. Oh, Mother's Day. Okay. So all the mother, all the mothers will be out there enjoying. WrestleMania backlash, hopefully. But uh, so, I mean, if you want to get into the card for Monday Night Raw, we can uh, definitely go over the matches and give our opinions on it. On the matches. Yeah. We started. You're me. Um, I'll start. Uh, it started with that opening segment with Seth Rollins in the ring. Once again, what can you say about Seth Rollins that we haven't already said before? Awesome. The man is just tremendous on the mic. And, I mean, you know you know something was going to happen with him and Cody because they got the match coming up at uh, WrestleMania Backlash. I'm looking forward to that match again. Um, definitely, definitely enjoyed the opening segment and uh, always enjoying seeing a segment on Monday Night Raw with Seth Rollins because the man is just money all the time. Regardless, so I gave the whole thing an A minus. Oh, okay. Um, I will agree that Seth Rollins was good. I don't think it was his best promo ever. Um, I think one of the things that can be, in my opinion, um, can be confirmed is Cody Rhodes is not as good as Seth Rollins on the mic. Um, he wasn't as good as Miz last week on the mic. Yeah, he had an emotional, you know, thing about his return after WrestleMania, but even that was just, you know, at one point it looked like everything was being forced. Um, at one point during their promo, it looked like they were, almost looked like something you would see late in the show when they were trying to stretch, um, a segment out longer than it needed to be. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of it. It was it was good, but I, I gave it actually a B minus, low a low B minus. Okay. Then up there we had the women's tag team title match: Naomi and Sasha defending against Leah, Leah, <laughs> Rhea and Liv. Um, I don't know. There was just something off about the match. Um, I, I just, maybe because of the, the wrestlers that were in it, I was expecting more from it, but didn't get as much out of it as I thought we could have. Um, it was, a, you know, I mean, it wasn't your typical horrible, sorry, my eyes really itchy, pollen allergies killed me. Um, 
it, it wasn't a, your normal horrible women's tag team match that would be a D or even a slow C. Uh, but I think it could have been better. I gave it a B minus. Okay. Jacob, thank you for tuning in. And once again, congratulations on your award, my friend. Very proud of you. Um, yes, I, I definitely agree. I mean, definitely could have got more out of the match than what we got. I really wasn't surprised at the Rhea heel turn. I was surprised that no, it took, I really forgot to mention that. That I, I was surprised that, uh, in my opinion, I was surprised it took as long as it did. Um, it was something that, you know, I mean, like you said, the match was missing. The match was missing something. I really couldn't put my finger on it, but it just wasn't, it really didn't do much for me. You know, I knew Sasha and Naomi were, you know, basically going to come out the winners. I see them holding on the title on to the title for quite a while. Um, I gave the match a B minus as well. Okay. Um, then after that, we had um, Bill who came to the ring to defend her, um, declaring herself as the next challenge for Bianca Belair. Uh, what did you think of the promo? Eh, I'm not much of a big Sony Deville fan, whether it's promo or or in the ring or whatever. Probably because I haven't seen her in the ring, you know, competing. You know, that one time that we saw her really wasn't uh, a, a long enough match. I really don't think that uh, she has a prayer of beating Bianca Belair to become the champion. But the promo was, it was okay. I didn't think it was that good. You know, she she made a couple of good points, and I was really surprised when she um, made herself Bianca's next challenger because I was expecting somebody else. I never expected it to be her. Anybody specific? I'm I'm still waiting for Oscar to come back. I'm still waiting for Lacey Evans to come back. We don't know what shows they're going to be on yet. We know Lacey Evans coming back, but she's on SmackDown. Okay. and same thing with Bailey. Is Bailey going to be on SmackDown, or do we know what show? Do we know what show she's going to be on? So it's just going to find. I'm just going to have to find out, just like everybody else, how that match is going to come out. I gave it a C. Okay, um, I totally agree. There's nothing great about about the promo. Um, you know, Bianca Belair coming down um, with her longer braid than last week. Um, don't know if it's, uh, I don't know. I don't have long hair. I've never had long hair. I mean, I had bushy hair, but I never had long hair. I don't know why some days a braid or a ponytail would be longer than others. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> um, just pointing it out that I think her braid is fake. Um, and it was nothing, you know, she went to, you know, put her hands on her at first and so to go threaten her and, Said that you know she may suspend her, fire her, strip her of her title, all this stuff, and then she wound up doing it anyways. Um, then later on in another segment, you know, Sonya was talking to Adam Pierce, and then Bianca Belair came up and had to pay her fine. That was and a huge fine. Fine was one dollar. Yep. <laughs> so you know, um, and then Adam Pierce said that you know those people. They're talking about her misusing her power again and blah, blah, blah. Um, I think we're eventually going to see her lose her um, quote-unquote powers backstage and uh, just become a singles competitor, which I think would help the women's division. Yep. Uh, I, I, gave, I as well gave the, the segment itself a C. Okay. Then we had the Veer Mahan versus the Popcorn Vendor match. Um, I tell you, it was a man by the name of Jeff Brooks. Um, yeah. I mean, it was your typical squash match of a big guy against a no-name wrestler. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of Veer Mahan as of yet. Um, that, once again, that, you know, so I guess maybe, you know, if you're pulling them all the way back and you're getting, maybe it would hurt a little bit, but I'm not limber. I mean, 
playing sports competitively all the time, I was a lot more limber. So that may not have hurt as much as it just hurt me now. Um, and, and this million, quote unquote, million dollar um, clothesline. What? It's just a clothesline from a big guy to a smaller guy. Um, I, I gave it a D plus. Right. I'm not really too convinced or really too sold on Veer Mahan yet until I see him in the ring with a legitimate superstar. I mean, he hasn't fought anybody. I mean, sure, Dominic Mysterio, okay, he's a name because he's a Mysterio. But still, he's about 140 pounds soaking wet with rocks in his pocket. And this guy that he I know. And this guy that he fought last Monday night, I think they just, uh, you know, the guy was done selling tickets in his booth, and they needed somebody to fill in for him. So fill in for somebody. So they bought him. It was just a, it was a joke of a match. Um they're making Veer Mahan look as impressive as they can against these no-names. Let's see him in the ring with somebody like a Lashley or, or a Drew McIntyre or something to see how well he does. Then if he does good and holds his own and beats him, then I might be impressed. But I gave the whole... Well, and he's only been reintroduced a couple weeks ago. So, I mean, right. they're going to build him up. They're not going to put him in a match right away. Um his next type of matches will be uh, against like uh, T-Bar, um, you know, because I think Mace is on SmackDown now, but it'll get, you know, at T-Bar. What's up, Rick? Hey, Rick. Rick Del Santo um, from the podcast PWZ joining us, so definitely check him out. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I mean, you know, T-Bar, you know, a, a big guy like that, I mean, he might have looked impressive on 205 Live or whichever show he was on before, but I'm really not. I'm really not. Yeah, I'm really not too impressed with him right now. So, but I I gave him the segment a D. Okay. Next, we had the KO show with the lie detector test um, and the lie detector test for Ezekiel um, was performed by. Chad Gable. Then it went into a match between Ezekiel and Chad Gable. Right. So, what do you think? I'm I'm sorry, but anybody out there who doesn't know that's that's not uh, anybody who doesn't know that that's uh, um, Elias. They're stupid. I mean, it's definitely Elias. Um, the gimmick is okay. Um, the lie detector portion of it, I thought was pretty funny. Chad Gable just, you know, he, he played it up good. Kevin Owens is trying to get, you know, trying to say he's doing something wrong, get him to admit it, you know, but I, I gave that segment a D as far as the match went. Um, I thought, I thought it could have went a little bit better. I mean, it's probably, I, I, to my knowledge, I think it's the first time I've seen Ezekiel, um wrestle and he's the big boy i didn't think he was that big elias ezekiel whichever i didn't think he was that big but um it's not elias it's his brother okay rick um i mean i wasn't too impressed with the match at all only because it was interference again by otis and you really couldn't get a full grasp of the match so I gave that a D as well. I gave the whole segment a D. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I don't know how you can say the lie detector test part of the KO show was funny, but still give it a D. That confuses me. Um, But, I mean, he passed the lie detector test. It is not Elias. It is Ezekiel. Um, Elias has a lot longer hair. Um, Elias is just a lot hairier everywhere. I mean, chest hair, arm hair. This guy doesn't have a shred of hair anywhere except for on his head. Um, there was an Instagram post with both of them together in a picture. I don't know how you do that if you're the same person. Um, but I do like the way that Kevin Owens was getting ripped and pissed and angered and this and that. Um, 
said, you know, if you don't tell me the truth, I'm going to, and then, you know, Ezekiel's like, well, what are you going to do? And then he once again just walks away. Um, then we got to the match, which was a good match. Um, it, it wasn't a quick little match. Yeah, okay, it was, a, you know, after a few minutes, Otis came in to quote-unquote save Jack Gable. Um, I was surprised that Otis wasn't down at ringside the whole time, but um, I, I gave the whole thing a C-plus because I actually liked the match and thought the lie detector test partnered with Kevin Owens, you know, getting flipping, pissed, you know, made it a little bit more entertaining right. than I expected. Well, Chris, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you watching. Then we had the match between RK Bro and the Street Profits. Um, I'm torn about this one because I didn't like the ending. The match itself was really good. Um, I mean, that's what you would expect out of RK Bro and the Street Profits. Um, Street Profits are still playing that if you want to say bad, quote-unquote, bad face or, quote-unquote, good heel, um, while RK Bro continued to be 200% over. I could have done without the Uso music distraction, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, I gave it a B plus. Okay, yeah, I mean, the match itself was... A good match. It was what what I expected between the two between the two excuse me between the two teams. It's just that I don't know. Is it me or do you see it or do you think that they're making they're making um, the street profits look bad? I mean, because they won the match. How do they look bad? No, I mean beforehand. I'm not. You know, I mean, early on before, uh, just cancel that comment. Um, early on before what? Like before the other matches they've had before, you know, where they, they lost and, you know, whatever. Hey, Billy, thanks for tuning in. But um, I thought I thought it was a good match. Um, will they insert themselves into the match to make it a triple threat? I don't think so. Um, I actually thought, you know, I actually thought that RK Bro, you know, when it came out on the good end of it. But overall, I gave it a B. Okay. Then we had the United States title match where Theory took on Finn Balor. This was actually a match I kind of enjoyed. Um, I think it's the it's the right title for Theory to win for his first title on the main roster, the U.S. title. Um, beating Finn Balor, that's a you know a, a feather in his cap because Finn Balor's a you know multiple time champion. I I thought it was a good match. Uh, I mean Theory, you know he just had a great match. It was it was a match that was worthy of him winning. And is there a rematch coming? I don't know. Hopefully, you know they usually have rematch clauses in their contracts. You know, and then and then at the end when he was with Vince McMahon, McMahon raised his arm, and I'm happy for Theory. You know, like I said, if he's going to win the title for his first one on the main roster, this is the one to win. So I gave it a B. Okay. Cesaro, where they give him a push, um, and then as soon as 
they get a little tired of their push, they just stop. Um, except for the fact that Finn Balor has won gold. As to where Cesaro really didn't get a chance to win gold. Um, seems like every time you're getting ready to really take Finn Balor as a serious contender for a major title, he goes away or something like this happens. Um, so that that's a little frustrating to me. Um, I think he deserves more. I think he deserves better. Um, Terry Wing, that was fine. Like you said, I agree. It's a good battle for him to win. Um, celebrating with Vince McMahon afterwards, doing the selfie with the two of them on, on the stage. I, I mean, that was cool for, for Theory. Um, I'll agree with the B letter grade. I would have gone almost to a B plus, but, you know, say 87. You consider that a B, you consider that a B plus. So it's a high B, low B plus. Right. Well, I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> then we had what they called the double wedding of the decade with our truth. Uh, I don't know, servicing, whatever, monitoring, whatever you call it. Um, a double wedding with Reggie and Dana Brooke and then Tamina and Tazawa. Um, was it as dumb as I thought it was going to be? Two hundred percent, yes. Was it a little uh, on the humorous side when Archie said, "If anybody has any, you know, anything to say, speak now, or we'll be And then Tamina switched Reggie and Tazawa, and then switched them back, and then switched her with Reggie and. You know, the crowd cheered, you know, and then went back to normal. Did I find that a little humorous? Yes, because I wouldn't have expected that from Tamina. Um, And then, obviously, at the end with, you know, Reggie pinning Dana Brooke, um, then I think Tamina pinned Reggie and then Tazawa and Mina? No, I think, I think, yeah, and then Dana Brooke wound up hitting, so the belt went around three times, and uh, I would give it a D. Um, maybe a D plus. I, I couldn't agree more. Every single word you said, I was going to say the exact same thing. It was a, a stupid segment there was some humor to it and i you know i got a chuckle out of it uh our truth just just makes me laugh every time he comes out every time i see him come out and he's like a 59 time 24 7 7 11 champion or however he wants to call it i-95 south yeah so uh yeah i'm gonna i'm going with the d plus as well i mean the humor i mean if they stayed in the situation where it was being humorous throughout 90% of it, then that would have been great. But, you know, with the title going around and each, everybody pinning each other, it, it just got stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we got to the main event of the night, which was Cody Rhodes versus the mystery opponent that Seth Rollins was going to choose for, which turned out to be Kevin Owens. What do you think? I thought it was a good match. It was everything I thought it would be. Um, I was a little disappointed that Kevin Owens didn't finish the match because he said his back was bothering him from from WrestleMania. Um, you know, then Cody got up on the ring apron and Seth pushed him off, and that's just going to fuel the fire for their main event for their uh, rematch at WrestleMania Backlash. I. I definitely thought this was a good match. It could have went back and it went back and forth. It could have went either way. Um, I was enjoyed. I enjoyed watching it. I gave it a solid B plus. Solid, 88, 88, 89 B plus. Okay. Um, I think this was the best match of the night. Um, I was kind of wondering who it was going to be um, for a good portion of the night. I, I know 
that really wasn't any worth mentioning with MVP and you know, brief talking of my Omos. Um, part of me was wondering if it was going to be somebody like that, like an Omos, a Commander Aziz, or somebody really big. Um, but, you know, what I mean, Kevin Owens, which was fine. I mean, with the amount of time they had left, I'm glad it was somebody that was, you know, made a really good wrestling match. Um, Kevin Owens being yelled at by Seth Rollins when he was getting counted out and him saying, you know what, take care of this yourself, but I don't want anyone to do with it. Then walking away, you know, you know that, that may end the quote-unquote friendship between Rollins and Owens. And when Owens gets done with his rivalry with Ezekiel and Seth Rollins gets done with Cody Rhodes, that'll be the Seth Rollins face turn. Um, and when, I might even say if, when that does happen, Seth Rollins will be the the most over biggest face in all of WWE. Yep. Um, I mean, even now, the, the fans are cheering for him more than most of his face opponents. Uh, but I, I, too, gave this a strong B+. Okay. Overall, my my opinions of the entire card overall, I'd have to give it a just in my in my words, just just a flat B. I mean, it was. I mean, if you want to if you want to say um, eighty to eighty five is a B, then that's the number grade that I would give it between eighty and eighty five. Well, 80 would be a B minus, 85 would be a B. Okay, well then I'd give it an 85. I'd give it a B. Okay. Um, I'll go a little lower to a 
opinion on as to whether or not you think it would be a good fit and be, you know, right. a good tag team. Yep. First one on the list, um, former tag team champion, um, Nikki A.S.H. No. Okay. I don't think I don't think that would be a good fit. I don't think it'd be a good team at all. Okay. Um, somebody else who we haven't spoken of that all of a sudden seemed to disappear. Dewdrop. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that could be a good that could be a good pairing. Because you'll have the speed okay. you'll have the speed of of Liv Morgan. And the power of Dewdrop, which can go together. So I think that might work out. Dewdrop have to turn face, or does Liv Morgan have to turn heel? I don't. I think Dewdrop will have to turn face. I don't see Liv Morgan going heel. Okay. Um, former tag team champion Queen Zelina. No. She's a horrible queen, let alone a, a tag team partner. Well, I mean, she has been getting better in the ring, as you have noted. Yep. Um, number two on this list, Asuka. That would be a team. Asuka and Liv Morgan, I think that would be, if Asuka came back, I would probably, I wouldn't be surprised if they won the titles on their first match, on her first match back. I think that would be a great team. I don't see that one meshing at all. To be honest with you, of all, and I'll, I'll tell you the last one in a second. Of all five teams that they listed, I that would be the one that would be the most disjointed one to me. I, I don't know why. I just don't see the two of them being together. Okay. And then the last one they list is um, Five Foot of Fury, um, Alexa Bliss. That's another one I could see um, the two of them getting together as well, too, because they're both scrappers. I mean, you know, they're both good in the ring. They're both, you know, Liz, I really can't say Liz's good on the mic, but she's better than most. Oh, well, that's a list of the carrier. Yeah, so I, I, can see I, the, I can see those two getting together. That would be a good team. I think that would be the most adorable team of the five. Oh, yeah. But with the, I mean, with the similarity of the way the two wrestle and style, and shapes and everything about them. I don't know. I, I just I don't see them being a serious contender to take the titles off of Naomi and Sasha. Okay. All right. Um, I think right now we would say that in I may even say in all of professional wrestling, but definitely for sports entertainment, depending on which way you're looking at it. But definitely the WWE. Um, the best stable is the bloodline. Well, I pulled up an article that gives the top 10 stables of the last 20 years. So it doesn't go way back, basically from 2000 and up. So it doesn't go back to the 90s, the 80s, right. or the 70s. Um, so I'm just going to go through this list. If anybody that, that's on the list that I say, you immediately think, no, no way. But you might not be able to get to too many of those until I kind of say them all. But right. just, you know, uh, first on the list was Kane Booker's Court, which I didn't know and didn't remember that there was... Anything with King Booker? I, I don't remember it. Yeah, I know. Um, but they said he, he surrounded himself with Double Tough Finley and William Regal um, to become King Booker's court. So he, when they say that, then I'm like, oh, okay, you know. Right. Um, the next one they list is The Nexus. Then at number eight, the authority. At number seven, the Wyatt family. 
at number six, Undisputed Era. Number five, D-Generation X. Wow. Yeah, I was surprised they put that wow. at number five. Number four, The Bloodline. Surprised that's four. Number three, The New Day. Okay. Number two, The Shield. And the number one stable they have listed in the last 20 years consisted of three, well, I guess you could say technically two Hall of Famers, a Hall of Famer in waiting, and an absolute positively first ballot Hall of Famer. I know. Evolution. Yes. Yep. So is there any large discrepancies on this list that you can recall? Oh, yeah. First of all, the authority should not be at number eight. I thought the authority was tremendous when they were. The authority? Yeah. Seth Rollins, Jamie Noble, and. No, Seth Rollins, uh, Kane, Triple H, Randy Orton. No, 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 no. The authority that they're referring to. With Jamie Noble and uh, the other bald-headed guy, Joey, whatever, Joey Bag of Donuts or whatever the hell his name was. Yeah, Joey Mercury. Yeah, no, that 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 was terrible. That was that's the authority. Oh no, that then they should then they should be probably where they are. I'm surprised DX was at five. I thought DX would have been higher up. Yeah, but then when you saw them, I, I thought that too when I first saw that. I actually, my first one that I saw, I was like, wait a minute, really? Undisputed Era being six? And then I'm like, wait, DX five? But then when you go to the other ones after that, let me quickly try and get there. And the Bloodline four. Yeah, Bloodline four. And I'm like, really, four? But then, um, who was three again? Hold on. New Day? Oh. The New Day. And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know if I considered the New Day a faction until they mentioned that they were a faction. Right. And then I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, with the New Day and the success of the New Day that those three men have had, maybe I put them at, like, Sticks and bump everybody else up one. That's probably the main thing that I would do with this. Well, I thought, I thought, I thought the Wyatt family had a good, uh, a good thing going there in the beginning. To me, just wasn't long enough. Hmm. You know, because then Harper and Rowan went off on their own as a tag team, and Bray Wyatt did just things on his own. Right. Then obviously he became the feed when those other guys weren't there anymore. (laughs) Excuse me. don't think they were around long enough to really, you know, right. deserve to be higher up on this list. Um, speaking of Bray Wyatt, um, it has been reported that there is one main reason and one main reason only why Bray Wyatt is no is still not wrestling. Um, for any promotion, and that's exactly it. The amount of money that he wants versus the amount of money he can make doing other projects that he couldn't do if he was wrestling again, um, and what wrestling promotions are offering him is, you know, <laughs> right. just so far apart that it's, you know, it's ridiculous. Because I heard he asked for big money from AEW. And uh, I don't think that'll happen. You know, he wanted Chris Jericho. He wanted, you know, three to five million dollar range. Um, that same thing he wanted for, from WWE if he were to come back. But nobody truly knows what happened as to why he decided he didn't want to wrestle anymore. I mean, you never 
came out and said, you know, when he was let go, you know, due to his quote-unquote health condition, um, as to what, what happened. Was he mentally drawn? Was he physically worn out? So you, you kind of might be getting a, a cracked egg. Right. You know, just might be a matter of time before that egg shatters. So you might not want to say, hey, here's three million bucks. I'm putting all my, you know, all the eggs, you know, quote-unquote, in one basket and then have them drop the basket again. And I paid them three million dollars to do nothing. Right. Um, WWE has plenty of those. And then finally, I pulled up an article. Um, these are... Fans' um, popular picks as to who should be the one to beat Roman Reigns for the title. Not a magazine, not a, not Dave Meltzer, Brian Alvarez, Cage Side Seats, Sean Ross Sapp, none of This is the WWE fans. Um. So the first one that's on this list of six people um, is Cody Rhodes. So I guess, I, I, you know, do you think this should be someone to beat Roman Reigns? I don't think it should be someone to beat Roman Reigns, but I think they're going to make it that where he beat Roman Reigns because he had a lot of fanfare when he came back. Everybody was glad to see him back. He's over with the fans. And I honestly, somewhere along the line, I really do see him winning the title. Okay. The next one. Would go, would go Jay Uso. No. Not at all. Not even close. Next one. Solo Sequoia. Now. Okay. I don't even see him making it to the main roster. Oh, he'll make it to He'll be on the main roster eventually. Demon Balor. Not Finn Balor. No, because the Demon Balor was already beaten by Roman Reigns once already. So I think... Well, this yeah. is what... Fans say this person should be the one to be Roman Reigns. Okay. For the title. And if it wasn't for the turnbuckle blowing up in the corner, Finn Balor would have won that match. <laughs> the next one they list The Rock. Uh, I don't know. I'm getting a little tired of hearing about this. Rock versus Roman Reigns thing. I don't. I don't think The Rock is coming back at all. I really don't. You know, it's kind of like this thing with CM Punk. You know, they're, they're everybody said, oh, they want to see CM Punk come back to WWE and this, that, and the third, and everything else. And I mean, if it happens, I think that would be a match for the ages. But I don't see The Rock coming back at all. The WWE for wrestling. He's got way too much going on in Hollywood right now. I just don't see it happening. My opinion, I just don't see it happening. Okay. Uh, well, he hasn't ever come out and said, I'm done wrestling. Um, he hasn't ever come out and said, I'm officially retired. He has said that he will be back in the WWE. Um, and, I mean, my only thing is, is do they keep the title on Roman Reigns all the way through to next WrestleMania? Or do you try and coordinate it as to where maybe The Rock and Roman Reigns headline SummerSlam? Or is SummerSlam, quote-unquote, too small right. for The Rock versus Roman Reigns? Well, let me get back to your first your first point. Um, I think if you have Roman Reigns, the champion, up until next year's WrestleMania, that might get kind of boring because you're going to run out of people for him to fight if they haven't done it already. I mean, 
what's he going to fight the same guy four or five times for the title? SummerSlam, yeah. I don't think SummerSlam is big enough for The Rock versus Roman Reigns. Something like well, that. I mean, how, how long does it take to build up a feud, have some matches, and then kill off the feud? In your opinion, three, four months for the length of a good feud? I'd say about three without, months. Without going overkill? I'd say about three months. Okay. Look at John C. Um, look at John Cena and The Rock. They had that match. Well, just, yeah. Right. I'm just, so you're telling me that in so from now until next, well, we'll say it's a Royal Rumble because that's when you would have The Rock be the number thirty entry win and challenge Roman Reigns. So say that's the pitched storyline. So you literally have, what, seven months left. So you're maybe two, maybe huge between now and the Royal Rumble? You don't think they could come up with Randy Orton and Cody Rhodes to get you through? And even if you threw a little quick one in there, like Nakamura right now, to get you through... To, a, to the next pay-per-view. And a Drew McIntyre. Well, yeah. yeah. So you have three different people that can get you to Royal Rumble. So I don't think it's as unthinkable for them to keep the title on him until Royal Rumble next year. Okay. All right. And one question I wanted to ask you, too, before uh, I was going to ask you when we were off the air. Um, if Roman Reigns should happen to lose, let's just say he loses the Universal Championship, but not... They're unified. They're unified. It's one title. Oh, so if he loses, there goes his 600-something days. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. You just answered my question. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's a unification bout. There's no longer two separate titles. Yeah, he carries around both titles. Right. Um, but, I mean, I had seen things showing that there was going to be one belt. Um, but he's still carrying around both. So. Right. Okay. And that's the news. All right, great. Great job, Greg. Thank you. Um, all right, so now we got about two and a half weeks to go to a WrestleMania backlash. And... I like the rematches that they're having because that's what it that's why it's called backlash. And I mean I believe there's another match that's already been signed, correct? There's what, five matches now? Four. Four. Okay. There's uh there's still four then. No. No? There were three last time we did a show. Okay. Now there's four. And the fourth match was AJ Styles Edge. AJ Styles Edge. Which I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that match again. Uh, No? No. You think they'd need to have a stipulation type match? I don't think so. But I'd rather would have seen AJ Styles, Damian Priest now, and then still have Edge tormenting him, and then the the pay per view after this one is Hell in a Cell, and give me the final Edge AJ Styles in a Hell in a Cell. That's the way I would prefer to see it go. And that's that was the way I think that they should have planned it, because that would have been great. You know, have have the the final confrontation between the two of them, you know, inside Hell in a Cell, which is only fitting. So, but I mean, you know, WWE's got two and a half more weeks to put some more matches together. Uh, what do you think they'd be looking at? Would we see if the, would we see a Theory versus Finn Balor rematch? Chances to yes to no. Okay. Um, I could see a um, final 
confrontation between Sami Zayn and Drew McIntyre because I'm still not convinced that this Friday Friday Night SmackDown that Sami Zayn's not going to be able to get away from the Lumberjacks right. and run away from Drew McIntyre. Yep. Um, I I I mean we're we're going to see Bianca Belair fight somebody. Right. Um, whether it's Becky Lynch or it's another match against Sonya Deville, that'll, you know, they're not going to leave, you know, one of the biggest faces they have in the company right now yep. off of the pay-per-view. And I think we're going to see Nakamura Roman Reigns. I really do. All right. Now, do you think that they're purposely, and I'm just asking this to get your opinion, do you think that they're purposely keeping the Intercontinental title off of a pay-per-view and leaving it on for the TV? I no, mean, I just think that they didn't have anybody for Ricochet or fight. Okay. Because we haven't seen the Intercontinental Championship or Ricochet defended on a pay-per-view since I can't remember when. Well, he didn't win it. On a, he won it in between pay-per-views and it was on WrestleMania. Right. So we've only had one pay-per-view. So. No. Okay. Would you like to see Ricochet defend the title at WrestleMania Backlash? Against who? Mm. Time's up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you, you, can't, you, right. you can't name somebody in that period of time that obviously it's not going to be anybody interesting. Right, and you don't want to put them up against Jinder Mahal again. That match was terrible. No, that's not, that, that's a perfect SmackDown match. Right. I don't know if that's, you know. Yep. Maybe pre-show of a pay-per-view, but they haven't had a pre-show a match on a pay-per-view yet this year. Right. So well, it's going to be interesting to see what WWE is going to do as far as WrestleMania backlash, you know, goes as far as the rest of the matches are. I mean, I I would like to see. I'm looking for I, as always. I always look forward to a WWE pay per view. Um, am I looking forward to this one? Kind of, yeah. You know, because you're going to see Ronda and Charlotte in an I Quit match. Because I'm definitely wanting to see who's going to scream I Quit in that match. That's going to be interesting. I, um, I don't think we're going to see either one of them scream I Quit. Well, they got to do something because that's the only way you can end the match. No, somebody will pass out. Well, then that. Well, then they'll consider that I quit. But that you're not going to see either one of those women say I quit. Okay. Uh, that that would be. I know that match is going to be a war. That that's going to be hands down a, a brutal match. I definitely, I mean, the Roman Reigns Nakamura match. I don't. Uh, I mean, I'm really. Well, that, that's nothing. That's that's official. Right. I mean, that that's my opinion. I mean, I once again, I don't see how they can have a pay without Roman Reigns being on it. Right. And, and right now, due to what Roman Reigns did to him, you know, two SmackDowns ago, I think they'll set that match up for. Backlash. Uh, very possible. Very possible. So, but yeah, we're gonna uh, we're definitely gonna you know wait to see um, what they're gonna do, how they're gonna work out backlash, and like you said, the the, the pay per view after that is Hell in the Cell, and then Money in the Bank, and um, two pay per views. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing. As long as they have, you know, certain stipulations in matches. Like, you have a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, let's have a Hell in a Cell match. At least one or well, two. They're, they're good. They'll have yeah. probably, more than likely, what they've had in the past, a men's Hell in a Cell match and a women's Hell in a Cell match. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if something goes down between RK Bro and the Usos as to where they have a rematch in a hell of a cell. I don't know when and if we've ever seen um, a tag team hell in a cell match, uh, but that, I, I don't know 
what, what are you going to put, Bobby Lashley and Owas in a Hell in a Cell? Yeah, really. I mean, uh, Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins a third time? Maybe, I just don't see it up between the two of them that all of a sudden you throw them in a, in a Hell in a Cell. Right. And the only other one you can think of for men would be AJ Styles um, and Edge. Yep. Yep, that's something that I can definitely see. So. And then because one of the ladies will not quit, and they will just get passed out or whatever, um, they'll have to finish their three, you know, match series in a hell of a cell. cell we'll see Charlotte Ronda Rousey in a cell. Right. And there's uh, been some speculations. I don't know if you've heard anything more about it, but, you know, she's MIA. What is there any health issues or mental stability issues with Becky Lynch? Or No, they just they didn't want to go into overkill with Becky and Bianca. So they wanted to slip this little thing with Sony DeVille. Um, I originally read that this match was supposed to be taking place at WrestleMania Backlash, but now it's going to be this week on Monday Night Raw. Uh, whether that means that Becky Lynch makes an appearance uh, or not, but they, they didn't want to overdo Becky and Bianca because it, it's not over. Right. They just wanted to give it a little quote-unquote break. Right. Have, you know, take a breather from those two for a bit, get some new get a new opponent in there and then pick it back up again. Right. I, I, I can see that. Okay. Yeah. So, all right, Greg, anything else you want to add? Um, I did see something. I don't know if you saw the same thing. Um, in reference to Raquel, well, Rodriguez, um, when she first came into NXT and was at the Performance Center, she was told by trainers and stuff that she was smiling too much. She couldn't look like an intimidating... Because then she was with Dakota Kai and she was a heel. Um, she wasn't too intimidating of a force if she was constantly walking around with a smile on her face. So she trained herself to be able to walk around without smiling. Well... One thing that they have emphasized to her being on SmackDown is that she needed to make sure that when she got onto the SmackDown roster, she smiled more. So she spent all that time training herself to unsmile. Now she has to retrain herself to smile more. Okay. Um, so, and my other question is, is what... What do you think they can and might do with her? Ah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, Shayna Baszler. I think they can re. I think they can. They can do something with those two. I don't think they're going to do much more with like Raquel Gonzalez or even a Shayna Baszler. Until I wait to see if they bring up Io Shirai. She's injured. Oh, she's injured. Okay. She's on crutches. Okay. And uh, Kaylee, would, even Kaylee Ray. Io Shirai, just out of curiosity, what would Io Shirai coming up to the main roster have anything to do with Raquel Rodriguez or Shayna Baszler? Because I think, I think Io Shirai is the best female wrestler WWE has, in my opinion. Uh, I disagree. And I, I think th- and I think she'll be. I, I think she'll she'll do phenomenal on on the main roster. But um, I don't I don't know if they're going to have anything to start off with with Raquel Rodriguez right now. Then why did they bring? That's my question. Why do you bring somebody up with nothing to do? Unless they have it's, right. You know, it, it's like just say you have three excellent outfielders and you've got a young kid you know up and coming in the minors and you bring him up just to sit him on the bench and you know 
it doesn't make sense to me. Right. They're going to have to get her into some kind of program pretty soon. Okay. You know, whether whether she makes her presence known at Backlash in some way, shape, or form. I don't know how. But, um... You know, the other thing I was thinking is does she come down during, after the I Quit match um, and do something, but it appears that they brought her up as a face. That's not a that's not a face type move. That's a heel type move. Right. You know you don't you don't come into a ring to attack somebody that you've never wrestled or anything that you have nothing no history with as a face. <clears throat> right. That that would make no sense. You know, does Bailey? I mean, throw this out there. Does Bailey make a surprise return and? Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it me? Is my eyesight going in my old age? Do I need to put my glasses on? Or am I the only one that thinks Raquel Gonzalez is a beautiful woman? She's pretty, yeah. Oh, okay. I think she's a very, very beautiful woman. She's got a beautiful face. Love her hair. A little skinny for me, but, I mean, I think... I think if it's possible, I mean, this has, this has nothing to do with her performance on the main roster, but I think having her be seen on TV more and, I, well, they've already done the vignettes. and um, No, they didn't do too many vignettes with her. They've had her backstage for a couple interviews. And, they didn't do any vignettes with oh, her. Yeah, they just introduced yeah. her and she's done two interviews. Yeah, and then she came out and identified, introduced herself to Natalia and that was it. But um, but I don't know what they're going to do. And like I said, like you said, you know, the only possible thing I could see him doing something with her is with Shayna. And how is that going to turn out? We don't know. I mean, I mean, if I remember correctly, is Dewdrop on SmackDown? Mm, I think so. I think so. Or was she on? No, no, no. She was yeah. on Raw with Bianca Belair yeah. and then Morgan. Yeah, she was on Raw. Yeah. That would have been potentially something. Because at least Dewdrop's a heel, and it looks to me like Raquel's the face. You, you could have done something there. But once again, they're on two different brands, and everything I'm reading and everything I'm seeing is they are sticking with the brand split. Right. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you think they would have had something for Raquel Rodriguez? quicker if she was on Raw as opposed to SmackDown or would it have been the same? It would be the same. I mean, you have to look to see who's in the pool, you know, of potential opponents. I mean, Rhea Ripley, Shayna Baszler. I mean, you know, maybe because you also have Dewdrop on Raw who hasn't been doing anything. Well, you know, you still have Shotzi on SmackDown who hasn't done anything. Right. You know, if they're bringing her in as a heel, maybe returning Lacey Evans would have been a good opponent. Yep. But... Yep, that's that's true. So we'll have to see where they're going to go with Raquel Rodriguez. And, you know, hopefully WWE will have something for her and just don't waste her by sitting on the sidelines doing nothing. I'd like to, yeah. see, I'd like to see her get on the roster, get in the ring, mix it up, and see what she's got. So... And work on her promos because she's really not she's really not good on the mic. Yeah. So, but anyway, alrighty then, Greg. Great show tonight. Was a, a a good show. Looking forward to SmackDown tomorrow night. Um. Any news as to what's going on on SmackDown or? Well, 
lumberjack match between yeah. Sami Zayn and uh, Drew McIntyre. And he'll find it, like you said, he'll find the he'll find a way to get away from the lumberjack. So, <laughs> which will be interesting. But um, all right, then. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. And um, on behalf of the notes to Greg, this is the illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Top Rope Report saying thank you all for tuning in. And we'll catch you all on Sunday.